Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Very excited today for this episode. It's a very unique one with with E.A. Solkovitz, founder of Givers University, entrepreneur, creator, and an amazing human. So, E.A., are you ready to enter the grid? You bet. I am. I'm there. I'm there awesome. with you. Awesome. Awesome. So, I given a little bit about you, E.A. Why don't you give us a little more about who you are and what you do? Well, thank you. Uh, I'm the founder and patriarch of uh, Givers University, and it's a university that actually the very seeds of it began when I was 19 years old and I'm 65 today. So wow. quite a few, quite a few years ago. Awesome. And, uh, and so that's when the actual very first seeds happened. Um, and I'd like to share the story with your listeners, if I may. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was born in a, you know, from the United States and uh, a place called Chicago. Uh, and actually the suburb of Chicago is called Oak Brook, which is also where the world headquarters of McDonald's was for many, many years. Really? Um, Yes. And awesome. uh, so I lived right in that area. And my father, when I was growing up, was a milkman. Uh, and back in those days, they had uh, there was a box outside all the houses and uh, and and there was money in the box. And it was funny. No one ever touched the money because they all knew that was the milkman's money. And uh, my father was one of those milkmen. And then I at five years old, I would help him a lot of times on the route and we'd go and deliver milk was in glass containers back then, glass gallons. And cool. we'd fill up these boxes with whatever they ordered. And the money in there was for the milkman. Uh, and that was really, so my upbringing was very humble in that way. It was very, you know, uh, the, nothing the, spectacular. The unusual. milk, the milkman, this is what. <laughs> literally, literally the milkman. Literally. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, and then from there, uh, Hussein, I decided to take my first big step into success. And I moved my life all the way up into becoming a janitor. <laughs> wow big step uh, big step now yeah. i didn't mind that because business was always picking up yeah. what anyway so the, <laughs> and, uh, so so here i was at uh, 16 years old and i had two real unique experiences that were that had a big impact on my life that ultimately led to givers university because of being a janitor at 16 years old i was able to be bonded and in the u.s that means uh you could be insured so I could yeah. be in expensive locations. And um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, Hussein, that was on, uh, was in the theaters for some time and it's still out today, uh, uh, you know, on different channels, but uh, it was called The Founder. Yeah, Michael yeah, Fink, yeah, I saw it. About McDonald's. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. right, then some of the references I about ready to make, you'll remember. Um, <laughs> the movie, first of all, is very Hollywoodized, of course, you know. Very yeah, Hollywood. yeah, it's, it's, it, there's some, there must be an element of Hollywood uh, effects. It doesn't have to be 100%, maybe the, the actual thing that happened, I believe. Maybe. Correct, correct, yeah. It had, it had some, you're absolutely correct. Uh, it was based on certain events that did happen, but, you know, the rest of it was all Hollywoodized. Um, and so Michael Keaton, if you remember in the movie, plays Ray mm -hmm. Kroc. Yeah. And outside his office, he keeps talking to a lady and he says, June, June, you always hear him say June. Right. Um, and that's the lady whose house I cleaned. That lady. Really? Whoa. Yeah. And so every Wednesday I was in her home. And at this point, when I was cleaning her house, I was 16, but she was already worth many, many zeros financially. She was very wealthy. <laughs> what what year was this? Uh, well, let's see. I was 16, so uh, 45. So, you know, that was a... Uh, 
I, I'd have to do the math. But I, <laughs> it, it, it was the late 70s, late 70s, close, close. Okay. late late 70s. You know, when you have so many years to choose from, it becomes more of a challenge. <laughs> so uh, it was late 70s. I was 16 I, and uh, I was born in 56. So uh, so every Wednesday I was in June's house cleaning it because I was able to be bonded and assured because there's a lot of expensive things in there. So one day, Hasin, I could, and, and you know what was amazing? She was uh-huh. actually what? a very nice lady. She was really? very approachable, always very, always said very, hello, always nice, never condescending, never treated people lower, you know, even though she was very, very wealthy mm-hmm. and yeah. an icon yeah. in the area and very approachable. She always said hi to me and I always said hi back and you know, that kind of thing. Awesome. But one day, Hasin, she was having, I could tell she was in an extra good mood. And I thought, okay, this is my chance. <laughs> so here I am. Thanks for what? A 16-year-old snot-nosed kid. And I went up to her and I said, June, can I ask you a question? And she said, sure. I remember this is the same movie that's in the same lady that's in that movie, right? That's actually, that's an an actress. That's really her, but but the person that she portrays. And uh, I said, could you tell me about it? And she said, what? I said, well, the whole McDonald's thing. I'm not kidding, Hussein. She put her arm around me, brought me into the kitchen, and told me the entire story from the very beginning all the way through to the moment we were sitting in the kitchen. In fact, she even had the maids and butlers bring us food so she could keep telling me the story during the day in the kitchen. Good. I mean, so was, she told you from the beginning it started with Ray Kroc and he, how he met the brothers until where, where the story was ended. Uh, exactly, where her and I were sitting in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. uh, because she actually worked for Ray before he hooked up with McDonald's. Yeah, he, worked, he, he was working selling ice cream machines or some, something. Milkshake like mixers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. And so she worked for him uh, with that company. So she was already an employee of his. Now, she got to a part in the story, and this is the part that really impacted me. She got to the part of the story, and in the movie, they actually reference this as saying, there's a time in the movie where June goes to Ray, Michael Keaton, and says, we don't have any money. We're running out of the money. And that causes him to call the brothers and say, I need more percentage. I need more percentage. I don't know if you remember that in the movie. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's a true fact. That actually happened. Mm-hmm. So she told me that that it, that it occurred. Now, this is way before, you know, decades before the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she said, there was a time when Ray couldn't afford to pay me. Maybe so because, paid- uh, maybe because I don't know, maybe at that time they were actually opening branches for, for, the, for it or wasn't. Uh, well, he wasn't getting a big enough. The royalty was only uh-huh. like less than two percent. Yeah. So it was too small. They they he had more money going out. They had coming in, so uh-huh. they were losing money. Uh-huh. Uh, as he opened his franchise, he actually was losing more money than if he wasn't. So uh, June went to him and said, "We're out of money." So Ray made a deal with her that if she stayed with him as an employee, he couldn't pay her any money, but he gave her worthless company stock. It wasn't worth anything. It was worthless. Well. <laughs> And he agreed, Hasim, to take to take the phone calls from the bill collectors when they called her for money. He would take the phone calls so she wouldn't get hassled. Uh, yeah. That was the deal. Okay, okay. good deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, well <laughs> but at the time it seemed like it was nothing because he's she's getting worthless stock. In fact, it's worth nothing, right? Yeah. So I asked her, "Why did you do it?" I said, "June, you know, I you know I'm a janitor. I work Friday. I, you know, I work week to week, paycheck to paycheck. If I don't get paid on Friday, I'm not showing Saturday." You know, so, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. so why'd you do it? And here's the thing. She sat back in her chair and stared right at me. And I could tell I had just asked her a question 
no one else had asked her before. What's that? And she's not, and she stared at me, and it was like 10 seconds, but it seemed like an hour because she's staring right at me. But I could tell she's not home. You know, her mind is somewhere else. She because she's oh, yeah. thinking of this answer, no one had ever asked her. And what she said, the way she said it made the hair stand up on the back of my neck because of what Whoa. not what she said, but what she said. When I said, June, why'd you do it? Because I believed in Ray. Okay, so, so she trusted him completely. Exactly. And I remember the first thing I saying after she, when she said that, my first thought after was, I got to find a Ray Kroc. I've got to find someone that can teach me. Here I am, you know, son of a milkman, burnt out janitor who my fun time of every day is getting free songs on the jukebox at two in the morning in bowling alleys that I clean, you know, so I, I, that's my fun time of the day. I need to find someone to teach me this stuff. Yeah, a mentor. Exactly the right word. I need to find a mentor that'll put me under his wing and teach me all the stuff because I don't know even where to begin. I just know I want it. And here I'm looking, I'm in June's house and I'm pulling out the Rolls Royce and I'm thinking, man, I'm sitting in this car and it's, you know, to clean the garage. And I'm sitting in this car that's worth, you know, 10 times I'll ever earn in my lifetime. And, you know, but I'm thinking she's a regular person, Hussein. She's not some superhero. She's not like an alien uh, and she's not a jerk. She's not, she doesn't treat people bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's she's, nice. and I thought, well, if she can do it, maybe I can. Exactly. I just need to find, I don't have a Ray Kroc, so I need to find one of those. Yeah, you need and to find was, some Ray Kroc for yourself. <laughs> exactly. And it wasn't uh, two or three months later. Um, we got a phone call at the janitorial service. And this is the next story. And, and there's a little bit of a learning lesson here for your listeners. Yeah, there? sure. Uh, as uh, we got this phone call, and I was at the office with the, with the owner. It was after hours. I had already punched out. And uh, back then, Hussein, they had, you know, a time clock and you had to punch out. Yeah. And you felt like punching out, you know, I mean, uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you felt like really punching it out you because know, you, you hated what you did. Right. Yeah. So, so here I am at the end of the day, already punched out and talking to the boss. He, him and I are the only two in the office and the phone and the phone rings. He hangs up the phone. He said, uh, I need you to go social carpeting. And I said, Jerry, I don't know. That's the boss's name. I said. I don't know anything about carpeting. I said, you know, I just clean the places. And he said, well, he gives me one of these wheels. And he said, walk this way and this way in the room and call me on the phone and I'll give you the quote. And I said, no, Jerry, I, I'm punched out. I'm done. I'm, I said, no, a second time. He said, I'll tell you what, I have to stay here. But if you go and show him the carpeting, I will give you any Saturday off you want. Okay. Now, so that's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, for a janitor, you see, on Saturday, when businesses are closed, we're working, we're cleaning, right? So that's a big negotiation chip. You know, if, if you can get off on a Saturday, that's like, that's crazy. So I even, I repeated it back to him. I said, any Saturday I want off? And he said, yep, any Saturday. I took a deep breath and I said, okay. And I went and I punched back in, started, went back to the time clock. Now, Here's setting the stage. Begrudgingly, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to go meet this guy. It's at in the evening already. I, I don't know anything about carpeting. I'm doing this for only one reason, and that's I'm going to get a Saturday because off. As long as you want. It's the only reason. It's the <laughs> only reason I'm going, right? So I don't want to go. Little do I know, I'm getting ready to meet the man that will change the trajectory 
the direction of my life forever. Awesome. So I share with your listeners, be cautious, aware, and discerning for the person and that moment in time that at that moment will be so and seem so insignificant, but will be the event that changes the whole direction of your life. Yeah. And I met my business mentor and that's how I met him. He, he awesome. was the guy that I went to meet. Awesome. That, that's so sometimes a little switch in stories or if you don't want something that happens to you, maybe it's, it could be the good thing that happens to you. So you you should have opportunities come into you and say yes to some of the, to some of them. That's right, and be open and aware. Yeah, like maybe the movie Yes by uh, Jim Carrey, but not all the yeses. Maybe some yeses think about it and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you if anyone of the listeners watched that movie, yeah, 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 right, exactly. Yeah. So I so I met my business mentor, mm. and uh, and and uh, he began to mentor me. And he made, we made an agreement. I, I knew, I knew Hussein that he was, he was very successful. He was very rich. It was very, you know, as easy to see. And he was happy. Cool. And, I, and I thought, boy, you know, that's what I want. I didn't realize Hussein, I even had it backwards then. We're supposed to be happy first and then rich, not rich, then happy. Right. Okay. And then, so, you know, we should, for the rest of, we should learn to be happy. And, and, uh, and yeah, just, money does not, def- money does not make you happy in the general sense of the world. And exactly. money should not define you as a human being and how you treat people and who you are and what you do. Exactly right. Exactly. So I had it backwards, but I, I told him, I said, can you teach me, Sam? That's my business mentor's name, Sam Robbins. I said, Sam, can you teach me? I don't know what to do. And he said, okay, I'll teach you, but I need something from you. And mm-hmm. I want to let you know, Hussein, no matter what he said, I was going to say yes. It didn't matter. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was, you know, I was, I was ready. I wanted to learn, right? <laughs> so, so it, 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 yeah, yeah. So he, so he said, here's the thing. I'll teach you everything and I won't hold back. But when the time is right and you'll know the time, I want you to teach everyone else what I taught you. Oh, cool. No, no, cool. Nice message. Yeah. yeah. And that became the vow. And the oath I made at 19 years old that later on manifested into Givers University today. Oh, awesome. So speaking of Givers University, uh, what is a giver in general and what is a taker? Is there a, is there a, a great, great question? Great question. Uh, and and here, here's what we do. First of all, I, mean, I always mention everyone. We love everybody. We love everybody. And what we do at Givers University is we teach people. Actually, we teach something that just isn't taught today. It really isn't taught. Uh, And and that is we teach people how to separate the person who we love from their deeds, which we may not love. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. You may love some like or love someone, but they do something that knows you so you take it personally on them what's actually should be taken on the same deed that it's done exactly right so we teach people what we call discernment we teach them how to discern and through our courses in givers university we actually the whole foundation of the whole university is based on a series of three courses that are called give to be great And the first course is called The Giver's Mindset, how givers think differently than takers. They think differently. The second course is called The Giver's Lifestyle. There we identify the 30 habits 
to look for things that givers do over and over again that you can see and mm -hmm. the things that takers do over and over again that you can see. And then the last is called the giver's lifestyle or a giver's lifelong learning. And there we teach the six prisons, virtu six virtual prisons that people are walking around in that they don't even realize they're walking around in these prisons. Really? Well, what they are, these six prisons? Well, we're actually going to be able to provide that to your listeners oh, as yeah. something they can see in, in even a checklist form. Yeah, oh, cool. Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So what? So one of the things that we do, and, 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 and the best way to describe this, again, getting to your question, your answer, yeah. if right now, Hussein, you had uh, itchy eyes and a runny nose, I could assess you probably have a cold. Right. Yeah. I'm not able to see the cold. I'm not able to see it, but I know that that's the cause. Right. So and what I, but I, what I can see is the symptoms. So we teach people look for these symptoms or in our instance, the deeds. Look for the specific things someone is doing. And when you see these specific deeds and we actually give them checklists, these are the things. Look for mm. these things. When you see them doing these things, you can begin to decide. Should I pull them in closer into my life as a part of my giver's community? Because they always bring with, we call the three W's, wisdom, wealth, and wellness. Should I bring those people in closer into my life? Or because of the deeds I'm seeing, should I begin respectfully distancing myself? Not nasty or not rude or insensitive. Respectfully distancing myself because when I pull them and let them into my life, they're going to bring with them what we call the three D's of a taker. And that is defeatism, disruption, and destruction. And what will happen is they will bring those things with them. To and you. now I'm stomping out these fires. Mm. So we teach people how to discern. What do you look for specifically? We don't give them, Hussein, broad information where they just say, oh, that sounds really good. But, you know, what do I do with it? I mean, we actually sift it down. Look for these things. When you see them doing these specific things, this is what you need to be looking for. I can ask your listeners three questions to prove my point. Exactly. Yes. Okay. The first question is, think about the fires that you stomp out each day. Think about the times during the day when your stress level spikes and goes straight up. Think about the conversations you have during the day that at the end of the, at the end of the conversation, you know, you had a conversation. You're not able to remember what you even talked about. Other than the fact you have no more energy left. They just took it off from you. Yeah. All of those, mean. all of those things the same have one thing in common. There's a name attached to them. What's the name? It's a person. They're all individual <laughs> people, right? Yeah. So we teach people look for these deeds. And when you pull these people in close, you're going to become collateral damage. Yeah. So we yeah. don't. So when we say giver, we're not identifying a person. Mm. We're labeling the deeds of the person. Exactly. exactly. When we say taker, we're not labeling the person. We're labeling deeds. the deeds of the person. Yeah. So this is why they say if you want to be a millionaire, for example, surround yourself, your average five people or five friends you came up like them. So if they are uh, positive uh, mental attitude, you would be like them. If they have negative thoughts, it would be almost the same. So always surround yourself with uh, like-minded people. 
that you want to that you want to reach that you want to reach your goal so they can help you to do that yeah and so what we did you're exactly right on uh exactly right i mean that's that's the perfect explanation and one of the things that we mentioned with that that we've sort of taken everything that you just mentioned and we've taken it and we've we've brought it to the next level and that is because someone will say, you know, you get people around you, get five good people around you. And everyone goes, yeah, that's a good idea. I can see I need to do that. But no one says, what do I look for in these five people? Yeah, exactly. This is a right? good question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what do I look? How do I know who the five people are? How do I discern who they are? You know, I'm a self-improvement guy. I like to self-improve. I can tell you are, Hussein. I can yeah. tell you're a self-improvement guy too. And that's a great thing. But no one else other than Givers University is saying, what about the other guy? What if he's not doing it right? <laughs> you know, I, I, do I need to pull him in my life? And now I'm stomping out fires, not of my making. Yeah. So that's well, a big difference. Uh, exactly. So we, so we teach people discern. And he, these are the things. One of the things we're going to give your listeners, we want to give it to them. It's called the six arrows that takers shoot at givers. And uh, these are the arrows that, and, and when someone looks, it's actually in a list and they look at it and they go, oh, this is great because they, they never realized until you look at it, you know, that the things are actually there. I'll give your listeners a couple of the arrows right now, if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, one of the arrows would be a taker when you're talking with them will switch from a fact-based high moral ground conversation into personal attacks. Yeah. In other words, they will switch from having a conversation based on the facts. Yeah. And they'll switch gears and then you'll hear them say, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it, it's, it becomes personal about them. Like if you are even right, they will tell you that you're wrong and it's not it's making sense. And it's this is not the, the thing, they're not the solution, yeah. Yeah, in other words, that you're exactly right. They switch from the actual conversation, the facts, and become the become become defensive, and be and they switch to personal attacks. Mm -hmm. They start attacking the person they're talking to personally. You don't know me. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know the ref. You know, and because they can no longer talk about the information, uh, so that's one of the arrows to be watchful for. A second one is takers. Second arrow, and we're going to give them all six. We're going to give it to them yeah. free. Want them to have it, right? It's a yeah. list of yeah. their life. The second one is a taker will try to transfer their taker guilt onto the giver by making references of you made me angry, right? Actually, the, the reference is not even true. No one can make someone else angry. We have to allow them. Yeah. We have to allow them to make us angry. Exactly. We allow when we are angry, we allow ourselves to be angry or upset or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. But they will say, "You made me do this. You did. You did that to me. You made me do it." See, it's always about the other person as they're doing the blame game. Yeah. Transferring the guilt from what they did onto someone else. So those are those are two of the six arrows we're going to give your listeners so they can actually see them themselves. And when they look at it, Hussein, they go, "Wow, this is this is really, really great stuff." Yeah. Uh, and you know, because it's because now these are the things you look for when you see someone doing these things. Now you can begin to discern: should I pull them in closer? 
should I begin respectfully distancing? Mm -hmm. Because when I pull a tanker in closer, Hussein, yeah. I start stomping out those fires they brought with them. Yeah. What happens to my productivity? It goes down because I'm not able to work on what I need to work on. Exactly. I'm stomping out fires, right? <laughs> so, so, so we teach people and their productivity goes up. Their happiness level goes up because they have the right five kind of people around them that yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. And they know what to look for. Exactly. So those are the six arrows. Yeah. Those are two of the six nice. arrows. Yeah. So to me, like giving in whatever form it is, it uh, makes a better living for the human. Exactly right. Yeah. And yeah. So uh, let me ask you, uh, when did you, uh, when you meet someone along, how you can help them with that being a giver and then thinking about being just about taking and yes. thinking that it's it's all about that. Well, two two great things I can share with you, which I think are very important. Mm. Um, and that is the first thing I would recommend for your listeners is if they have someone, maybe, you know, maybe someone's close to them, someone they love, you know, and, and they know they're, they could tell they're being a little takerish, you know, they're, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're a little bit too much taking, but, but they love them and they don't want to hurt their feelings, yeah. but they want to, they want to bring up the subject and say, Hey, uh, uh, that's it here. Here, here. We draw a little bit of a uh, gray line. I don't want to say a red line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so where do you, what do you say? One of the very best things they can do is saying is to share a podcast called success grind with them. Here's why the information you and I are talking about today. Success grid. Else, yeah. Yeah, success grid. So, right. uh, yeah, it's a, I said grind. I meant grid. Sorry. No. I meant, yeah, they, and I appreciate the clarification for sure, because uh, uh, it is a grid, not a grind. Uh, uh, it's a grind if we make it that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it is a grid. Thank you for the clarification. They should share success grid with people they know, and here's why. It, it's a great way to bring in a subject from a third party where they can say, you know what, I listened to this great podcast and it was very thought provoking. It made me think about some things. But listen to it and give me your opinion. See, now that's a great way by sharing success grid with others. The person who shared it could be the beneficiary because they may have one less fire to put out mm -hmm. because they made the person think a little bit. Um, so that's number one. Number two, we have a, a free quiz that we'd like all your listeners to do. It's seven questions. They can do it in four minutes or less. And at the end of the quiz, it's, it's multiple choice, right? And the title of the quiz, Hussein, is what is your givers and takers awareness IQ? Okay, what is your sure. givers and takers awareness IQ? Mm. And it's a quiz that sort of helps them understand how are they looking at the deeds of others? Yeah, okay. Look, let me let me just say, uh, we'll get back to the quiz a little bit, but let's just me go back to, to your uh, mentor. Was, yeah, every, yeah. was everything easy and perfect after you uh, met your mentor and applied what he was saying? I, it's a great question. And, and actually, no. Um, <laughs> what he did is he taught me and helped me through the major defeats that anyone that's on the road to success will come across. And one of the things he taught me, Hussein, was yeah. every adversity not some of them, every adversity in life carries with it the seed of an equal 
or a greater benefit. And he taught me how to look for those things. And I had three major defeats in my life and they're temporary defeats. He told me, he said, don't use the word failure. He said, failure sounds too eternal. Yeah, said, exactly. Failure feels like you are knocked down and you stayed down. Exactly. But defeat, you can uh, fight back and score a goal or get the result or whatever. So what the three defeats that you had? Well, they were all business associated. And uh, and actually, there's a you know a significant story with each one of them. So I'll, I'll spare you listeners the story with and and the first one had to do with the business partner uh, that you know had a and totally blindsided me on how he wanted to take over the company. Okay. And that led me to writing the first book called The Giver's Mindset because okay. I didn't want to be in that position ever again. You know, I wanted to learn. You know, what do I do? So in that course that later on became a Giver's University course. We have the six arrows that we're going to give your listeners. We also have a checklist. We're also going to give them absolutely free. Mm. That's called the 25 do's. It's a two page checklist that goes through. These are the things that takers do that you should be watching for. And the 25 things givers do to help us define between them. You know, and uh, so uh, my second major defeat uh, was again, a business partner. I was uh, very, very, I was doing very, very well at the age of 33 years old. I was very blessed at 33. That was the first year in my life that after taxes, after I paid all of my taxes and personal income, I had a million dollars left in my pocket. Well, awesome. Great. Yeah. And that's not business money. That's personal income. Right. And I, after my taxes were all paid and everything, I still had a million dollars cash left in my pocket, literally. Right. Awesome. Uh, and, and what happened with the business president that I employed at that company and uh, how he got greedy, and that caused my second major defeat. And I and I always say temporary defeat because these defeats are temporary. Mm-hmm. When we begin to realize that there's a seed of a greater benefit inside of them, yeah. And look for that seed. We make the defeat temporary by doing that. And my business mentor said, he said, "Hey, when you get tackled on the football game, he said, when you stand up, you're going to realize you just got a first down." <laughs> you're not, you know, you got tackled, but you're still yeah. got a first down. You're not out of the game. Yeah, exactly. You're, game. you're you still can, in it. You can, you can go up and uh, fight back. Exactly right. And then my third major defeat was again uh, that had to do with uh, you know an actual agency that I fought, and uh, and these were long protracted kinds of events, but each one had a seed of an equal or greater benefit, and those became the courses, the three courses of Give to Be Great that is based on Uni- Givers University, and all of this started with that vow and commitment at 19 years old to my business mentor that I would teach everyone else what he taught me. So uh, to you, uh, was that all worth it with your three defeat, do you think? And what advice would you give entrepreneurs in business starting out today? Well, I, was it all worth it? I, I you know, I, I studied a gentleman, uh, I'm sure you've heard of him, his name's Walt Disney. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, and I remember when he was being interviewed and a lot of people don't know, by the way, that, you know, at one time, Walt Disney had to leave the company. Walt himself had to leave the company for a whole year because he had a full-blown nervous breakdown. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, and I studied his life. And uh, he for a whole year, he actually says, I saw the live interview. I saw a recording of a live interview where he said every time he picked up the phone, he was crying uncontrollably for no reason. <laughs> he, he literally was having a full-blown nervous breakdown and for, had to leave Disney for a year. 
and then came back. A lot of people would never know that by looking at Walt Disney Company today, right? <laughs> but and and I saw him with an interview later on when the movie Mary Poppins came out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was in Julie Andrews with him, and uh, uh, and and he and the question goes to your question that you asked me. Uh, they asked him, and the answer became so great. It's the same answer I would have to give because I love the way he said it. When they asked him, Walt, would you do it all again? He said, yes, I would, but I sure hope I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's the same answer I would have to give. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, the, and the words of advice I would share with someone yeah. is the three things that my business mentor shared with me to share to myself all the time, every day, to say the following. Your listeners should say this to themselves every day. I will never give up. I will keep rising up. And I will always overcome. Definitely, yes. Can you repeat that again? Yes. I will never give up. I will keep rising up and I will always overcome. Awesome. Awesome. So <clears throat> uh, you mentioned uh, before you had like a pro program called Givers Exceptional Mindset. How, how anyone in general can adopt the exceptional mindset? Well, uh, they actually do it. Uh, the first thing they would do is start the relationship with Givers University. Yeah. Uh, we do that by virtue of that quiz. Um, you know, it's a free quiz. Literally, they go to Givers, it's plural, GiversUniversity.info, I-N-F-O. Mm. And when they go there to that URL, they're actually on the first question. They're on the, they're on the page. And it's multiple choice. They just hit each one. And then at the end, they get a free assessment based on their answers on how they're doing, right? And then from that, within minutes, of saying we're going to give yeah. them the six arrows that take or shoot at givers. Yeah. A couple of days later, we're going to give them the 25 do's. They actually, it's a two page checklist. They, we want them to print it off, walk around with it because it's going to help you in your life choosing those five people that yeah. you need to have around you, right? <laughs> and then from that, they begin to learn about our courses and we teach them by constantly giving and sharing things with them. And one of the things they will learn is how to have that exceptional life. Uh, by adopting the giver's mindset. The giver's mindset mm. is the way a giver thinks. And that's actually our first course. And mm. they'll learn all about that by doing the quiz. Yeah, so, so can you give us uh, a final takeaway from uh, all of this? Yes. When you are a giver, people will take advantage of you, but you are never diminished. See, people are always afraid. I, I'm afraid of giving because what if they take advantage of you? What if they use mm. me? What are they? But but factually, when you're a giver, expect it to happen. It's gonna. That's what yeah. takers do. That's their job. That's what they do, right? So <laughs> I I tell people, be prepared. When you're a giver, people will take advantage of you, but you're never diminished because they did. Yeah. What you give to them. They will lose your relationship. They will lose you. You'll no longer be in their life. And what you gave to someone else will come back to you from another business, yeah. another person, another relationship. Yeah. So I share with your listeners, give. And when you're through giving, give. And when you're through giving, give. Awesome. So that's we are below zero. 
<laughs> which is, is because to tell you to tell you a little story about giving one day i was uh, walking in the streets and i had like about um, 20 bucks these these were like my last money and the end of the month for the paycheck was like for the next 10 days or seven days so it's a long time and i only have these 20 dollars and uh, a lady came in to me and told me that she needed money she's poor she didn't have any money and um, i was thinking uh, well okay take it here's here it is and it's my final money so that day on that moment i went home walking it was like about uh, 15 miles walk to home <laughs> imagine that and wow. but, the, but 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 the next day actually i got some money from other people who just gave me money i know for some reason I had money coming in for for more for no reason. So you never know when you give how it comes back to you. Yes, and it always will. Always. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred. So sooner, sooner or later. Yes, definitely. Awesome. So, EA, do you have any future projects you're working on or? Well, we hit, we're going to take uh, Givers University in many, many directions. We'd actually love to bring it into your area in the future. Awesome. So we, 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 we have some very aggressive plans. We actually have a 30-year plan, month by month, where Givers University is going to be to accomplish our objectives. So I can fulfill my vow and my oath and my commitment to my business mentor. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, thank you very much for being here today with me on thank the Success Secret Podcast. You can check out uh, you can check out his website giversuniversity.info, right? They go to the quiz there and do yeah. the quiz. It only needs four minutes, just that yeah. fast. Awesome, awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your great podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.